This is Donald Trump, President of the United States. Honestly, I think this is the first radio show I've done as president, if you want to know the truth. And you're listening to The Rick and Bubba Show. Six minutes past the hour from the broadcast plaza. Teleport, it is The Rick and Bubba Show. Uh, thank you for being with us. Um, so we, we, we have an opportunity. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, and Adler are all here. And we welcome back Bill Bubba Bussy for another hour, Bubsy. Rick, glad to be here. What an honor and a privilege it is to sit in seat number two for now almost 27 years. From the White House, Brian Morgenstern joins us. My goodness, Brian, uh, special assistant to the president, White House deputy press secretary, and Deputy Director of Communications. Got Gosh, anything? can Brian, you get all that on one Brian, card? My goodness, your business card. How big is it? Sign. <laughs> I just uh, I, I pass them out. It's it's great to be with you guys. Thank you for having. Well, uh, obviously today we have to start with 19 years ago uh, the the attack on our country, 9/11. Uh, talk to us a little bit about what the president has planned today and what you guys will be doing. Yes, so the president will be in Shanksville, Pennsylvania, um, and visiting with family and honoring the heroes uh, who actually took down the plane in Pennsylvania to prevent more loss and prevent tragedy at at potentially one of our national monuments, or the White House or whatever terrorists had in mind. We'll honor those heroes, those families. The vice president, also, be in, uh, obviously, the Twin Towers were taken down that day. The vice president, the hey, Brian, Brian, Brian sit, can you down. can you move just a little bit? We're we're losing about every third word from you. Yeah, okay, just uh, the, can the, you the, relocate you, there you, just you, a little you're bit? You're dropping <laughs> in and out just a little bit. Mm. How's that? Can you hear me now? Mm. Uh, Is that a little bit better? Nah. <laughs> Try go, go ahead and fire it back up. We'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, we 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 heard we get the gist of what you said. Obviously, the president's going to where you know we had the heroes that got ninety flight ninety three uh, down in the field and, and gave their life to do that. And then you were talking about uh, the vice president will be actually where the towers were hit. We got the gist of that. So you, I think do I have all that correct? It will be in New York, and the president will be in Pennsylvania today. Yes, that so we did have that part right, and um, of course there's there's a lot going on. I know we don't have a lot of time with you to to cover, uh, but we definitely want to talk about. You know, now we we have all this attack on on President Trump, claiming that uh, the mishandling of the, the coronavirus and the pandemic, uh, obviously some of this um, we're I mean, we're not foolish. We realize that November is just around the corner. Uh, but but talk a little bit about the the president clarifying some of the uh, the attacks on his uh, response, especially in the book that just came out from Woodward. Certainly. So uh, it, there's revisionist history going on because mm-hmm. mobilized uh, the federal government, the private sector, scientific community, most robust effort we've seen in our country, or two to manufacture PPE and deliver. Across the country to develop treatments, uh, a vaccine faster than we have ever done before. To assemble this coronavirus task force was briefing the American public on a regular basis, and uh, and, and leading the the response. The time that they're saying the president was downplaying it, he was leading this 
historic response, echoing uh, a calmness that people were in the media and on the Democrat side, and now they're trying to revive say that he was acting inappropriately. Uh, and by the way, today, stories out saying where yesterday people were saying he wasn't enough, now today they're saying he was a fear monger. So, yeah. You can't, you know, can't really have it both ways. Brian, you, we're still losing you about every third word. I don't know if you can uh, uh, relocate yourself again there. It's, uh, we're, we're missing quite a bit of that. But if you can, uh, and Brian, tell us this. There's, there's critics uh, saying, well, the president didn't do this. He's got the blood of 200,000 Americans oh on goodness. his hands and all this. But exactly what are they saying that should have been done different? I mean, it is a pandemic. You are going to have a loss of life. Every life is precious. And at some point, you know, it come, it becomes a numbers game because of the scope of it. But what, what are they saying, the critics, that, that should have been done different? Well, I mean, that's an excellent question. Viewed uh, the Biden plan, the Democrat plan, and it's President Trump's plan. Uh, it is using the Defense Production Act to create it is providing guidance from this it is uh, developing treatments and a vaccine as fast as humanly possible it's it, the president has spared no effort and no expense to save American lives and by the way uh, at the beginning of this or in the early stages when he banned travel from China and from Europe those were uh, really important steps that saved potentially hundreds of thousands, if not more, even criticized for that at the time. So the president has made the best decisions he possibly could with the that he had at the time. Uh, but this hindsight, this revisionist history that's trying to, for political purposes, is really unfortunate, harms our national effort to get through because now, in the next stages, we need confidence in the treatments and in the vaccines being developed with robust scientific data. We want everyone to be confident in this effort. Efforts to undermine it are really dangerous. Uh, but he's done everything he can to save lives throughout this pandemic. Yeah, and, and, and I know the, the last thing, and then I, I know that you've got to go. The other thing we're facing right now, and we, and we talked about it a little bit this last segment, is this um, this bizarre reality that the left is trying to get us to, to live in. I know they're using the term gaslighting, where you're looking at something and you know it's not what they say you're seeing, and they just keep telling you, no, it's not what you say it is. I think, that, I think America, politics aside, I think we all want to live in a society of law and order. And at the same time, want to address the concerns of any citizen, any, any group of our citizens, any individual citizen. But you can't do any of that if you don't establish law and order. Talk to me about uh, going into November, uh, how this administration uh, sees establishing law and order that we've lost in really cities, cities that have been run by the left for 50-plus years. Yeah, it seems like uh, the supporters of the Democrats in Democrat-run places uh, have been running amok, and the other side seems to be reluctant uh, to to get control. And that's that's really unfortunate because it's harming people's physical safety. It's harming people's businesses. That's why the president has been a leader on this, speaking out, offering federal resources, including law enforcement, including 
National Guard, uh, if it's needed, um, really saying whatever you need to restore peace in the streets, we are there for you, we will provide it. Uh, and when he went and visited Kenosha, Wisconsin, as just one example, he offered assistance for small businesses who needed to get back on their feet, uh, and as well as law enforcement support, because this is about helping people safely get back to their day-to-day lives so that they can run their businesses, so that they can go to church, so they can go to school. Uh, and that's what the president is about. He's about restoring our, our way of life in a safe and common sense way. And it's unfortunate that we've gotten to the point where that apparently is a controversial position. And it's really shocking. Uh, you know, it's really shocking. But the president's going to continue to lead on this. And I think it's resonating with the American people. Talking to Brian Morgenstern, Special Assistant to the President, White House Deputy Press Secretary and Deputy Director of Communications. Brian, one more thing, and you might want to pass this along. This came from our audience, um, and uh, you know we're, we're syndicated in many markets. We had uh, listeners to the program make what I thought was a, a profound observation, uh, the Kentucky Derby. You know, there were all sorts of peaceful protests going on there, and they were some of the normal people we see that in some cases it's turned violent. It didn't turn violent there, and our listeners were saying, well, I'll tell you why. The National Guard and the FBI are there because of the event. They're always there anyway. And their presence there seemed to do exactly uh, what the, the, the Trump administration says can be done everywhere. Uh, because it did make a difference when the National Guard and the FBI were there. Uh, they all remained peaceful. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a really great thing to point out. I appreciate that, and I'll certainly share that uh, at, at the White House. Police presence can be a really powerful uh, tool. And, you know, in the, in the years in New York City, I, I grew up in the suburbs of New York City, and when we saw that city turn around under Rudy Giuliani's leadership, police presence was a very important part of that, of ensuring that people felt safe, that they could go about their lives, that they could express themselves but not in a violent way, because violence is not protest. So uh, that, that's a really important point. I'm glad you shared that with me. Thank you. Yeah, I'd pass that along. And thanks for taking time to be with us today. I know you guys have a very, very busy day. It's an important day uh, for Americans not only to look back and remember, but to look forward on uh, what is our future going to look like. So, Brian, thanks for taking time to be with us. It's a pleasure to be with you. Next time I will uh, get a landline and we'll make this work, work, work a little bit better. All right, Thank man. you, Brian. Thanks, we appreciate it. We understand. Uh, we'll be back 16 minutes past the hour. More Rick and Bubba coming up. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Two minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. We are back. 866. We be big is our number. Uh, look for Rick and Bubba University, the podcast coming up this weekend. Tomorrow it'll be out and you can enjoy it. Uh, we interview Brenda Gant, uh, Facebook phenom. Uh, her, 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 her Facebook show, Cooking with Brenda Gant. Um, and uh, Brenda was a lot of fun. You'll be hungry after you finish Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Uh, but she also talks about um, it, uh, it's, it's more than that, that we have a generation of, of you know husbands and wives that um, really don't know how to cook. And, and she said she was shocked at how many people started saying, thank you, Brenda. Uh, there's a lot of things that we would love to cook these delicious meals. And, of course, you know, COVID had a lot to kind of 
change people's views of eating out and going and doing things. And, you know, because we talked about our, our, we grew up, you know, you ate home cooked meals three times a day. And on the rarest of occasion, on a special occasion, you went out to eat. Our generation eats out every single day, most every meal, and then cooks on special occasions. And she said the COVID scare kind of shifted that normal uh, routine, that new culture. And that's how she went for having a few hundred people watching her cook biscuits to having one million uh, hmm. watching her cook biscuits. So we talked to her. You'll enjoy that conversation this weekend on Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Uh, and just get that wherever you get podcasts or if you already get it every week, look for it again. So we were talking about the game, and thanks to Brian Morgenstern for being with us. Sorry that his cell phone kind of went in and out. At least the last part of us talking with him, you could hear it. Um, every word, but I think he got the gist of what he was trying to say. Uh, but um, so we we talked about this this you know NFL kicking off last night and the the inconsistencies of all the COVID stuff. But then of course everybody was waiting uh, in our current um, uh, environment concerning uh, systemic racism and uh, the the narrative of police brutality uh, and uh, being uh, you know targeting uh, black males and and uh, the Black Lives Matter movement and all that. And we were all kind of going to see what happened uh, last night, and it really turned in kind of, kind of a hodgepodge. Uh, I wasn't there for the beginning of the game, but from what I gathered, and I know, Bubba, you mentioned this too, the Texans didn't come out at all for the national anthem. The Chiefs stood except for one player who kneeled. So we had nothing, one kneel, some, a lot standing, and then they locked arms together both teams at the mm-hmm. middle of the field. Do I have all this right? Uh, you are correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, so but there was an interesting moment when the sixteen thousand fans, uh, when when they when, when they locked arms. This is what you hear as both teams locked arms in the middle of the field, including Andy Reid in that very uncomfortable uh, shield decision that he mm-hmm. made. Mm-hmm. And people are saying, "Thank you." Let's go back again. It, it appears they are booing. Yeah, take, mm-hmm. go back to when it started again, Adler. And I, here we go. Mm-hmm. So, so let's, does that, that does sound like booing, doesn't it? Does. it? It's the first thing um, I, I heard because I saw it live. I, I was like, oh, wow. I hear people. Even Thank say, you. I even yeah. hear people shouting things because I guess he set it up as a moment of silence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and and then they all got together, and I yeah. guess it was a moment of silence. And it was a weird, it was a it was Matter. a weird moment because you know, as you mentioned, so the Chiefs are out there. Houston decided to stay in. I, I hear I hear the Dolphins are, are announcing they're staying in too. But so they come out, and then there's this weird moment of trying to organize where they need to be and how they need to line up. And I had a little bit of second hand on that because nobody could yeah. could figure it out. Well, I saw some people running. Yeah, and, and so then they position. finally figure out. All right, this is how we need to line up and stand. And then the announcer said, you know, a moment of silence, you know, for so- social justice or injustice. I can't remember exactly what he said. And then so when he when he said that uh, and everybody got quiet, that's when you heard the booze. Hmm. You, you know, the, <clears throat> the, thing, the thing about this and, and what I think we're missing the mark on and where there is a giant disconnect is that there there is racism in our country and we definitely need to do work on our – um, our, our race relations in this country. Uh, there are policing issues that need to be addressed. I think we got to come to the table and have an honest uh, uh, dialogue about that. Look at the facts. Look at the numbers of what's actually being done versus what's perceived. 
and why it's being done and how we can make changes in that. Um, but as it spills over into the sports world, this is where it gets a little weird because you have these athletes uh, on the field, and it's I don't know what the team makeup is. I'm going to take a stab at it and say 80% black, African-American. Um, and most all of them are making over a million dollars a year, at least the 22 starters on both teams are making multiple million dollars a year, okay? So these are the one percenters of the world, okay? Uh, Mahomes, who is an outstanding quarterback, Rick is the highest paid player in team sport history. Did you know who number two is? He, it was uh, the quarterback for the other team. Deshaun Watson. Yeah, Deshaun. And, you know, this Bo- used both, to be – Both African-American men. Yeah, and this used to be the sticking point that – you know, African-Americans or blacks couldn't be quarterbacks. Well, that, that shattered, okay? We see them here, the two highest-paid guys that are African-American, they're quarterback. The teams are by far and away predominantly African-American. And we like football because they are the best at what they do. That's why we watch it. We don't watch it because they're black. We don't not watch it because they're black. We we want to see good football, and whoever one, it is. And at one time in our country, that was not the case. Right. So the, right. Co- the country has changed. It has changed. It has changed. Mm-hmm. Now, what you do have, though, now keep in mind, uh, I, I don't know what the average payroll was for both of these teams, but we know it's multi-million dollars. The average fan in the NFL, and this is by their own stats, if you look at an average, makes $51,000 a year. The people who come to the games and sit in the seats make $51,000 a year. That's average. The cost of a ticket average in the NFL prior to COVID was about $81. Now, if you take in the ticket price, if you take in having a beer, a soft drink, a hot dog, parking, and you look at the percent of weekly income to attend a game, it's 46%. It's almost half what you made that week to go to a game. And you have people who are multi, multi-millionaires who are protesting. And you can see where there's a disconnect there. If you can't, then we also have a blind spot there like we do in some other places. Yeah, let, let, we'll come back. We'll we'll talk that out too, and take your phone calls at eight six six. We be big. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. We're back. Thirty five minutes past the hour. Rick and Bubba show. We will look back nineteen years ago. You will hear uh, moments edited that Speedy put together of what it was like to be doing this show nineteen years ago today when America was attacked on 9-11 and we'll play that in the next segment if you miss it that's what the podcast archives when and the youtube archives are so so beneficial why they're so beneficial um simply say bubba.com speech speaking of security right now if you go to simply say bubba.com to get a security system uh, that by the way was voted uh by the industry as the best security system of 2020 we're going to throw in a free hd camera with whatever you pick out because you designed them yourself and uh, you put the sensors up yourself, you install it in less than an hour. Then you're monitored 24-7 for about $15 a month with no um, hidden fees or no contract, no, no technician required. And right now you get a free HD camera. If you don't like it in 60 days, we'll give your money back. Uh, what else do we need to do to get you to uh, to make the move to the best system 
overall in 2020 uh, as voted on by U.S. News and World Report. Uh, go to simplysafebubba.com. Simplysafebubba.com. That's the, the the link, the URL that will get you the free HD camera with whatever system you pick out. There's also a link at rickandbubba.com under the sponsors button. Uh, so, Bubba, the uh, going to the break, I, th- I think you walk out. Uh, you know, some really detailed points on why would the fans boo during this moment uh, last night. And I think you probably laid that out pretty clear. I'd almost take what you said and do do the, the little equal sign boos uh, when people are spending 46% uh, percent on average of their income uh, for the week to come to a game and then to watch people who are making – the two quarterbacks, of course, uh, $35 million a year and $33 million a year, somewhere around that that number. And then for people to be doing anything that may suggest, especially the people in the stand stands that would be white, uh, that you're all a bunch of racists, uh, but we thank you for spending 46% of your income to be here. Uh, yeah, it, the, it, the, real, the real catch here, Rick, and I think that when you solve a problem, people don't want to hear this on, on either side because we tried this before and we got, you know, hate email from both sides, but you you have to have a balance sheet and you have to have one and say police. And then you have to have one and say African-American community, because that's what we're talking about here. Okay. And you have to say these things are wrong and these things are wrong and they have wrong in both columns and you work to change those. But most people don't want to hear that. They don't want to deal with that. But in the community, in the black community, the African-American community, the players on the field who have their arms locked have more power than anybody else. They're not going to listen in the community to some white guy sitting in the stands drinking a beer. They're not going to listen to him. They don't idolize him. They don't look up to him. They look up to these players, and those players can make a difference in those places. Now, the guys in the stands might can help on the police side where we have to look at, at, at our training, at our rules of engagement, of our equipment, talk about that. All of that has to be looked at, um, but on both sides. And we also have to know how to react when a police officer uh, tells us to do something and what we should and shouldn't do. And to have that conversation is not racist. No, as a matter and, of fact- and I reject profoundly anybody that says it is because I told my kids when they started learning to drive. Our dad told us. Just like my dad told me. Mm-hmm. Exactly how to act when a police officer pulls you over. Put your hands on that steering wheel and do not move until they tell you to. Now, is that racist? No, because we all did it. It didn't matter of our color. And if you think the police officer's treating you unfair, that's not the time to debate it when he's sitting there with his with a gun on. Okay, you can tell it to the judge later. Do what he says. Do de-escalate the situation. And on the other side, we have to treat uh, and, and learn how to de-escalate a situation and how to apprehend people who are not cooperating. There has to be some improvement in that step between I'm not obeying and I have to draw a gun. we got to have an improvement in that area. Yeah, and it's like I, we've talked about this before, and I watched it again last night. And, and again, the, the, these have been African-American men that I've seen having the same conversation that came from the civil rights movement. There was an interview I saw with Mark Levin last football season. I wish I could remember the man's name. Uh, and and he, he had tremendous amount of wisdom. He said, these players don't understand the difference in what they're trying to do versus Dr. King. Uh, Dr. King, first of all, wasn't paid $35, 33000000 million a year. No. And, 
and, you know, and for many years, Rick. It, I mean, many, many years. And Dr. King was able to point to the injustices against black people. They were obvious. You could see them as plain as the nose on your face. And then he came back and said, and here's what we need to do to fix it. We don't have a voice. You know, we, we, we can't vote. Uh, we, are, we are being treated as separate and unequal. Uh, we are, are treated as lower class citizens. We are abused unnecessarily. We are attacked. We are, we, we are lynched. And he could point to all of that, and everybody go, wow, you can't, you can't really ignore it. I mean, it's right in front of our face. And then he said, and this is the other part missing, here's what needs to be done. What we have right now is the narrative, it's got a lot of emotion. It, it, can, it, can it be proven to, to the detail and the level it's being said? Up for debate. Uh, do we see these players especially being mistreated? Mm-mm. Maybe, maybe not. I'm, 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 you know, it's it's kind of hard to see. Again, back to Bubba's point. I'm up here. I just spent 46 percent of my weekly income to come to this game. I I don't know. I it's hard for me to see. And then the other part. So first of all, you got to get the narrative clear, and it's got to be proven. Then the second part. Then you have to clearly point out the solution. Right now, and I watched it again last night. It's just a bunch of general statements. We need justice. Okay. We need social justice. Okay. Systemic racism. Okay. Um, so what do you want us to do? And, l- and let me tell you this. Here's what's off the table. Abolishing law enforcement and defunding law enforcement. If, I, you, if, if you bring that to my table, I say I'm out on that. No, I'm not for that. i tell that, you that, another one that, you can that, mark that, off right quick. If you want to really solve the problem, burning buildings and breaking windows, mark it off. That does not help the problem. Yeah, and then we then we go what Bubba talked about. All right, so let's talk. So let's get real specific. We need to do what law enforcement. We don't like the training. Okay, there you go. We can look at that. Uh, we think there's some bad folks in law enforcement. There's bad folks in every line of work. You're probably right. So let let let's. What, what do we need to do? Is the union too protective of these people? Let's look at that. Yeah, that that's something that's spe- on the table. That's something specific that we can look at. Uh, let's try to, let's try to change it. Uh, but you have to allow. A conversation, as we've said, this comprehensive. Can do, can do you mind if I go back and talk about how law enforcement ever engaged these people? No, you can't talk about that. Well, well, here I am sitting at the table. Well, then, then this is going to hurt because we also got to solve a problem. Why the police are 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 showing up? What what are they doing here? How, what brought them here? And then you go, well, this is why they were brought here. Okay, well, then what caused that? What, what, why is that be, what's producing that kind of behavior? Well, because there's a problem here. Okay, let's look at that. And what was causing that problem? Then you start working. Then you start coming up with solutions. Right now, frankly, we've got a lot of emotion. We've got a lot of real general broad statements that are being shouted in very emotional ways, and we've got people uh, getting real emotional. But we don't have anyone giving details and uh, on solutions. And I think right now everybody's like, hey, we got it. What, what, what are we going to do about it? And you know I'm really bad that way. It might have been a flaw to a certain extent um, on how short my fuse is on that. I can only hear about a problem so long, and, and you'll lose me if you don't get to the solution pretty quick. What do you want me to do? My wife will say that. She goes, can I just talk <laughs> it out for a minute? All right, I got it, honey. What are we going to do about it? Uh, well, I'd like to keep talking about it for a minute. I, now, what are we going to do about it? 
So I, I'm a let's do something about it person. That's just the way I operate. That's why I don't. That's why people don't keep me on boards very long, because I, a lot of boards I think just like to be on boards. Uh, I think people just like to meet for some reason, and uh, and and I don't. I, I'm like if if there's problems in here, I, I don't want to keep coming back talking about the problems. I want to know what are we going to do to fix it. And I'm ready to move on to what are we going to do to fix it and get real specific about that. And I'm, hey, look, how about this? I'm all in for fixing it. Abolishing law enforcement and living in mob rule, if you if you put that on the table as a solution, I personally will say that's off the table for me. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. On 9-11-2001, about... Four minutes ago, our uh, our country uh, was attacked. We were on the air live when it happened, and um, Speedy took some of the highlights from that process. And you'll hear us trying to figure out exactly what was going on as it all comes together. And you also hear other clips of other news reports that were going on at the time. This is available uh, if you go to iTunes. You can find it. It ended up being on the CD. 2001 a radio oddity uh so you can uh, you can find that out there on um on the um i think that's right yeah it's, it's the one right there rick uh-uh, yeah right I'm there wrong. i'm wrong it's not that one it's uh oh i can't believe it. i'm gonna have to say this on something so serious the uh this the 9-11 tribute is actually and bubba only on this show could these two things be in the same world she commenced the shaving. Well, yeah Good sure gracious. sure so, it sorry is. about that <laughs> so i always forget because the the way these cds run she commenced a shaving uh, is where you'll find uh, the September 11th tribute. Only our show would ever have that 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 sentence I just had. Yeah, it's the last uh, cut on CD2. In that. Yeah, but you, you, you're probably not going to find a hard copy of it. I don't think those exist anymore, but you can find it on iTunes. So mm-hmm. here it is, uh, the uh, 2001 tribute 19 years ago on the show today. Once seemed unthinkable has happened. The World Trade Center is on fire. To grasp the enormity of it is almost too much for the heart to bear. Really on fire. September 11th, Huge explosion. 2001. Thousands of people in the it building. is a date that will be etched in history, Flames. engraved in stone, and in our memories. Look at all the fire. The day of the attack on America. Oh my God! Another plane! Oh my God. Another plane! Oh we are under attack. Are we under attack? Yes. Another plane just hit it. Oh my God! This looks like it is some sort of a concerted effort to attack the World Trade Center that is underway. We knew it was coming. Here they are. Oh, my God. Did y'all see that? That was like a 737-looking plane, wasn't it? It hit the other one. It hit the other trade center. Look, here it is in slow motion. Oh, this is terrifying. Oh. 
We're under a terrorist attack. Where's the military? Terrorists took over planes and forced them to crash in. Something bizarro is going on in New York. Yeah, we had lunch in the top of that bill. Can you believe that? It's unbelievable. The plane was possibly hijacked and flown right in. Other countries live with this kind of stuff, you know, uh, on a weekly basis. We're not used to this kind of stuff happening right here on the soil of some kind of bizarre attack. Both World Trade Center towers have had kamikaze pollen attacks this morning. 18 minutes between the two planes. The plane has now slammed into the Pentagon. Look at that. Y'all, the building has just fallen on New York City. The whole building. The whole building just collapsed. Look at that. The Pentagon is on fire. Well, and I tell you what, we need to be uh, hitting our knees. God is in charge, and he is the one and only living God. It is time to hit a knee. Uh, and it was time to pray for his intervention and pray for his mercy. And for his protection of this country uh, and the people in it. things happen that we wonder what they're about. It looks like it is snowing in New York City right now on the ground. It is white dust everywhere. It's just a spray of bodies falling everywhere. People are weeping coming out of their... Say a prayer as a Rick and Bubba Army. That's the second tower, y'all. Is that the second tower yeah. just failed? Yeah, that's the second one. Now yeah. both towers have, have crumbled. Yeah. My God. There are no World Trade Towers in New York. Plane crash 80 miles southeast of Pittsburgh. You think the pilot said, no, I'm not going any further. This is it. It could be a hero uh, who said no. I hope everybody at the churches all across this listening audience, I know that people of faith are joining hands right now because um, you believe that we are a nation that was uh, blessed greatly uh, by God, and uh, and we need to pray for his intervention here. We are now learning that the FAA has, is shutting down all takeoffs anywhere in the country. We're reliving December 7th, 1941. This is a major attack against the United States of America by multiple 
operatives and attacking multiple targets all in a synchronized and very organized way. If you are in the military, did you ever think, if you're these pilots, that where you would be circling over the rubble would be New York City? It's amazing to see America come as a united one. Does that make you sick to see that shot right there? And that's America. Does that, does that upset you? It really does. What is standing is under a cloud of debris. Um, boy, it's disturbing. I'm lost without you, now, there are people out there that feel like we are evil. I'm without you. And that we are their Satan. Uh, and, and that's the way they look at this country, and they look at every one of us as being uh, disposable. This is the I would never, ever say that we shouldn't pray in a situation like this. Oh, I know. This is the air I breathe. If the people who are responsible for this, whoever they may be, uh, if they had nuclear capabilities... Uh, they would have used them today. They would have used September them the 11th. on September the 11th, today, against America. May God bless the victims, their families, and America. Thank you very much. So there it is, uh, uh, and it was put together. Speedy, great job on that. And, again, you can find that on iTunes. Uh, it is out there, the 2001 tribute, if, uh, if you need it uh, yourself. And, obviously, you'll see the archive today on our YouTube channel with images included. And uh, uh, Adler will have that archive for you later today, and certainly the audio will be archived on our podcast channel today for you to have access to it as well. Uh, it is top of the hour. We'll come back. Your phone calls at 866-WE-BE-BIG. Uh, as we sit here thinking back to those 19 years ago today, did we learn what we were intended to learn? Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Warning. This program may be found offensive by pencil-pushing, bean-counting, research-loving program directors and radio consultant goobs. Welcome to the Rick and Bubba Experience. Six minutes now past the hour. The Rick and Bubba Show from the Broadcast Plaza and Teleport. We thank you for being with us today. Well, we just played uh, the 9-11 tribute, the look back as it happened right here on the show. We'll get back to other topics today as well. We've covered a bit. Lines are available. You don't have to talk about 9-11. You can talk about whatever is on your mind on anything we've discussed today. Obviously, uh, there's a lot of emotion tied to what we just saw and heard. Uh, Our lines are available, and and, uh, Harry Murdahl will take them at 866-WE-BE-BIG. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, and Eddie Van Adler all here. Welcome back, Bill Bubba Bussy. Rick, glad to be here. Thank all of you for joining us on 9-11. I guess that was the 19th time yep. we've played that, huh? How about that? Well, would it be 18 times because we lived it on yep, one of them? I guess so. Maybe. Yeah, so we've played but it 18 times. It it's that counts. zero year. It, it, yeah. And we lived it, and it's, uh, you know, to hear Mickey Dean in there uh, since yep. he just passed away. 
Um, the great and, Mickey Dean. Yep, and going back. So um, uh, your phone calls are coming in. Robbie is out of Birmingham. But I can't tell you the number of people that tell me that uh, one of the, the ways that they you know either discovered the show or one of the ways that they'll always re- – they, they remember listening yeah. as it was unfolding on the show. It, that's that JFK moment it for is, our yeah. generation. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for this show. Robbie, go ahead. <clears throat> good morning, guys. Are you doing all right? Yeah, we're, yeah, good. we're doing good, man. Good, man. Good. Well, hey, I just wanted to uh, – man, that was, uh, that was awesome. You know, um, I don't know. It just – that was – it's so gripping, you know. When you, and I was very young when that happened, and – you know, it's just uh, any anytime something like that happens, you know, you just cause you to reflect and realize how bad we really need God. You know. Yeah. So anyway, man, I just want to say, uh, great job, whoever put that together, and uh, you know, y'all just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, Speedy put the audio together, and Adler put. Uh, if you were watching on YouTube after he joined the staff, he put all the visuals together. So, uh, so those two guys uh, really did a lot of hard work on that. And, boy, the result is incredible. Uh, let's go to Kim in Alabama. Kim, welcome to Rick and Bubba. Go ahead. Hey, I I just heard y'all's piece for the first time, and it was just – y'all did just a beautiful job with that. But I was in Nashville, Tennessee um, when it happened, and I had woke up that morning and had turned the TV on, and I thought I was on a movie. Yeah. And I kept changing the channels. And I found that I was not on a movie. And I got down on my hands and knees and I started praying because I thought it was the end of the world. I thought it was the end of the world. And then later that day, I had found out I had a cousin. They never found any of him. Mm. Yeah. So it's it's just sad, sad. Mm. But it brought this country together. It really did. But I just, I, when you, and I'm 63, and when you get up and you see your world, it's like it was falling apart. It was falling apart. But y'all just, y'all really did a really good job on that piece that y'all put together. And I, I thank y'all so much for being such great Christians and for doing such a good job and carrying the word forward because we really need it. Well, we, we certainly are flawed and, and we haven't always done everything right, but our intention as we grow in our faith, too, uh, is to, to get it more right than wrong. But uh, we're great examples of God's grace, no doubt about that. But but I appreciate you uh, encouraging us today. Uh, let's go to Brian in Meridian, Meridian, listening to us on the buzz. Brian, go ahead. Good morning, guys. Uh, Rick, I, I just when, – when I hear that, uh, I'm I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. I've been saved by His grace, and and, and it's a work in progress. I understand that. Sure. But every time this process, uh, every time this year, time time of year comes up, and especially when I hear uh, that that being played, I just I get so angry, and 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 it just welps up inside of me, uh, and I find myself crying in anger this morning as I'm driving down the highway, and. For me to still have hatred in my heart for not necessarily the people, but the actions of those people, uh, we speak on how, as the redeemed, we're supposed to process that, if you would. Okay. Well, I mean, and, and you know, you go through this with anything that is that is tragic, that has happened in life. Where where should that anger be positioned? 
and I've gone through this on, on many things. And, of course, sometimes people take that anger in incorrectly. They'll decide they're going to put it on God. That's who they're going to be mad at. Because you do have to look at this. If we believe in the sovereignty of God, which I hope you do because it's biblically, theologically sound that God is sovereign. Uh, he is omnipotent. He's omniscient. He's omnipresent. Uh, he's all-knowing, forward and backward, as Bubba has described on the show many times. He doesn't answer to time. He sees the beginning and the end. So this was – I mean, he, if you don't believe it was allowed, then you have to believe that God couldn't stop that attack. So I, I think – anybody think he can't? No, he could. Yeah, he could. But he didn't. So if you really want to place your anger in the proper place, that anger should be placed at sin. It, it should be, you look around, I remember, you know, when our family went through, you know, it's not the only tragedy we've been through, it's it's one of the most uh, jarring, and that is the earthly death of our youngest son. And I remember looking at that baby blue casket, and you know what I was mad about? Sin. I was mad that I'm such a sinful person that God has to allow these things to happen to get my attention. And I said, you know, I wasn't going to be who God made me through that any other way, and that makes me angry with my own sin, uh, that I that we have to be rattled like this because we are such sinful people. And God loves us enough to allow these things to happen to give us perspective on, number one, to stop clinging to a falling, dying world. Do you remember when the churches were packed to the rafters after 9-11? Now, sadly, you know they've drifted away, and now because of the pandemic, they're they're basically empty. Uh, as I said, nine eleven ran us in the church. COVID nineteen is trying to run us out of the church. Uh, but you remember, there were people. I mean, Bubba and I can attest to this. Let me tell you something, brother. Bubba and I have never been so popular as we were in that office building about eleven o'clock. Now, let me be clear. <laughs> Bubba was further along spiritually than even I was at that time, but I was coming. We we both were very open that we were followers of Christ, and we were, I mean, I, I, I look back on me at that time, 19 years ago, I'm embarrassed at my spir- spiritual state then, not because of me, but because of God has continued to mature me going forward. I probably could handle 9-11 better today than I even could then. However, I did know the gospel, and I know how I was redeemed, and Bubba and Iber were very popular. Everybody wanted to have lunch with us. Everybody wanted to talk to us in the break room. Uh, we gave a friend of ours their Bible during all that. Remember, we went out, and somebody wanted one now. So God loves us enough to do these things. And uh, and this is, this, this is the, this, these are wake-up calls that God brings along in your individual life and in our life as a nation or as, a, as groups of people or as communities. And we either miss it or we get it. I remember, I don't think I've ever talked about this on the show, but... I think I will now. I think enough time's passed. And I'm going to be real general about this. When Sherry's book was finished over five years, there were people that said they wanted to publish it that, that live in pretty high places, okay, because of the, the show, because of the, the way the books had done that Bub and I were allowed to do. And it wasn't the same publisher, so I want you to know that. But there were other publishers that came to Sherry, and they were ready to say, Hey, we'll give you a good advance, and we know because of the platform of that you have access to that you know you well, you got a chance to have a really popular book. But then they begin to read it, and what the Bible says about God and where He is in pain and suffering, which by the way is right in the middle of it. And I remember an opportunity that we were going to take 
until the person said they wanted to change some of the content to be a little more palatable. And I'm paraphrasing. They didn't right. use those words, but that's what they were saying. They were even going to bring in another writer to kind of help Sherry <clears throat> trying to put a little more Rick and Bubba feel to it, to which that wasn't going to happen. Sherry sacrificed five years of her life and even time with me and her children to do what God told her to do, which she did the right thing, and even heaped up in the floor crying for days on end to try to get Chapter 3 done, 40 days even in solitude. Some of you don't know what she went through to get that done. But anyway, so I looked at the person, and I said, have you read this? And I remember the person saying, well, my father at 70-something years old fell off a ladder trying to clean his gutters and landed on the back of his head on the concrete, and I didn't see any purpose to that. And then I looked at it, and I said, well, then you missed it. Hey, then you missed it. Because God doesn't do anything that doesn't have purpose. And if you didn't learn anything from that, then you haven't paid attention. There's no guarantee we'll learn it. But he certainly gives us the opportunity. So I would take my anger, and my anger would be toward my own sinful self, that we're so sinful we have to have these things, and the sin and the evil of the world that brings these things on us. That's what I'd be angry about. And it is collective, by the way. Yeah, it is. There isn't where I get the sin, it doesn't affect everybody. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rick, the, the thing about 9-11, I think everybody needs to really remember on this. This is very important. The worst thing about 9-11 is not that people died and buildings fell down and we saw tragedy. The worst thing that could happen on 9-11 is those people be separated from God through eternity. Oh, yeah. That's the worst thing. Twenty-two minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. We're back. So to Bubba's point, we'll get to more of your phone calls going to the break. Think about when 9-11 are, are filling the blank. How many followers of Christ had access to people they knew were lost? They knew had not been redeemed. And they were like, well, you know, I, I just I, I just thought, you know, I, my, my face is a private thing or I don't know what well, today. I know I need to talk to them, but I don't know. I mean, I guess I should probably share my faith more. I, I guess I should be more open about it. I just don't know. I mean, is this time and place? And then we also have a policy. And then all of a sudden you get up and you find out that person that you've had in your inner circle or at least in your sphere of influence for years and they're dead. And to Bubba's point, now that's the tragedy is those who died unredeemed. And what about the ones who were too apathetic to even care about it? Because uh, that, that is an emotional thing, and you see sure. death. And, yeah. you know, some of those sites, uh, you know, with the people falling and all, it's just horrendous. You can't imagine. Mm-hmm. But every single human that has been born is going to experience death in one way or another, except those that are raptured or, you know, when the Lord returns, um, and a few that walked in. Uh, and very, that's a very short list. A <laughs> very short list, too. <laughs> Elijah and Enoch. <laughs> we got two. Uh, so um, th- that, it, while disturbing, is uh, is part of the human experience, but what happens after that is what should should deeply, deeply trouble all of us. 
Well, we talked about that on the Bible study. Because there's no redo at that point. We talked about this in Wednesday, and this is me coming to this realization, just like when he asked me. I'm going to focus on me first and work my way out. Is we have the Word of God authored by the beginning and the end, and and we don't have any – we don't get excited about that, but if some coach writes a book, we run out to get it as soon as it comes out. So, so, so I'm going I'm to read a book from some celebrity, and I can't wait to consume it, but I have a book that was written by God, and to it I'm kind of apathetic. Eh. It, and you know, what it, you know what it has in it? Everything about your eternity. Your eternity. I mean, it, it's uh, – You so, know, that's a mighty long time, <laughs> as the song says. Right. To the phones we go, Mike in New Jersey, he remembers uh, the day on 9-11. Mike, go ahead. Hey, guys, how you doing? Good, man. Um, Hey, that trivia you had there was good. That was really good. Um, Thank you, buddy. I, that day, my wife, I drive an 18-wheeler for a living. Uh, my wife had called me up, and she goes, did you hear that uh, a plane that hit the trade center? So I figured it was like a little Cessna plane or something. We did, too. Uh, we thought the same thing. Yeah, the, Yeah. well, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that up there. you got three airports, Newark, LaGuardia, and Kennedy. No air traffic is allowed to fly over Manhattan. So that's why it was kind of strange. I pulled into a truck stop there to get some fuel, and I went in to that truck stop and looked at that TV up there, and I'm telling you, my heart dropped. I had a, a brother-in-law. He was on the seventh floor mm. of the first tower, but he got out. He got out. Praise wow. the Lord. I always wow. Had a kid. wow. Yeah, yeah I, I always say to him, how many, how, many kids, how many ladies did you run over getting out of there? But um, <laughs> the, uh, it was strange. It was a lot of people. Uh, from my town that died there. My brother was four four blocks away working in his office, and he heard the plane scream right over the top of his building. Mm. And he, he didn't hear it hit, but he heard it scream. But I think the strangest thing is, living up there, there's nothing but air traffic, jetliners, landing, taking off 24 hours a day. That's all you hear. And that you know, after that had happened, they shut the airports down. And at nighttime, it was so eerie. It was like being down in Alabama here. Yeah. <laughs> Everything was so quiet. Yeah. Dead quiet. And it, it was sad, though. And, you know, it's a shame, like that woman said before, we all came together as a country. And I don't think it was four weeks later we were at each other's throats again. It's, it's yep. sad. It really is. But you guys did a great job on that trip. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate you listening to the show, too. Glad you found us. Uh, Bo and Huntsville. Bo, go ahead. Hey, Biggins. Hey, How buddy. This morning? I'm good. How you, Bo? I uh, uh, just uh, want to remind everybody, God's still on the throne, man. So just keep keep the faith, keep the faith. And, and uh, but uh, as you said, you know, everybody's got a soul, and uh, that soul lives on forever, either up or down. And uh, and that that's up to you to acknowledge what God's Son did for us, and uh, uh, and that's all He asks, and to make Him part of your life, and let and. Because that soul wants to go back to where it came. That's one thing. But I had a solution to the the police problem. You put a German Shepherd in every car. They're they're colorblind. Y'all proved it on with Speedy on the Rick and Bubba show years ago. Yeah. And uh, when things get hairy and you try, they try to take a taser away from a cop. It's turn out the dog. You turn out the dog, or you or you threaten to turn out the dog. And uh, that'd be easy to do. The NFL, the NBA, anybody, everybody could donate uh, to support that. And when the dog comes out, he's got one mission, 
and he's going to put you on the ground, and he's going to settle you down. And then the cops can come and take you. They're not being shooting. If they shoot the dog, you get life in prison without parole. As you just shot a cop. Well, I will say this though. Here's the only problem: you got to understand the, the 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 times you're living in. If we financed a well-trained uh, canine for every single situation, and instead of the police shooting somebody, now a dog jumps them and knocks them down, it wouldn't be long till a dog would really injure somebody. It wouldn't be long till people said, "I just don't, I just don't think that's right." Having dogs take people down, and then there would be an outcry that now the canine solution is canine brutality on people, and law enforcement would then again be ostracized. Yeah, that's exactly how that would go. I understand what you're talking about. If we're going to talk about less deadly force that would still be effective, you know, we're finding out tasers are not always effective. No. Uh, but but then if you go to that. Before long, that will be demon. I hope y'all not questioning police training. Over there. <laughs> That's up to you, buddy. Bubba, yeah. but you've taken a little heat today, haven't you? Some of those emails you're sending me, Bubba, some of the most ridiculous things I've read in my life. Well, and you have them from both sides. That's why we can't get a. That's why we cannot fix the problem. Because people can't even talk without being offended. They got to listen first, Bubba. I know. Yeah, I know. Well, you. Hey, we're not good listeners today. We'll be back. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Hey everybody, this is Keith Evans, and you're listening to Rick and Bubba. 35 minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. Thank you for being with us. 866-WE-BE-BIG is our number. Uh, HelloFresh.com. HelloFresh.com. Well, man, I'll tell you what a great, great idea. And uh, it is America's number one meal kit business. And let me tell you, they do it better than anybody. Uh, You choose every week uh, from 22 chef-curated recipes Low calorie is there, vegetarian, you know, for the you people that do that vegetarian thing. But there's also everything you can think of, some family-friendly options that I think you're going to love. Uh, you can make any night uh, feel extra festive with their surf and turf, their craft burgers, the taste tours, gourmet feast are great. Say goodbye to never-ending meal planning and prepping because HelloFresh.com gets the meals on the table in as little as 20 minutes. Uh, they, they, they send the packaging to you. It's, you can recycle it if you're into that. You can. Uh, but picture, if you will, your meals that you've picked for the week, they arrive, and then each is, has its individual bag, and inside that bag are all the ingredients you need measured out perfectly. Then you prepare them, and then you get them on the table in about 20 minutes sometimes even less. Uh, if you want to skip a week, say, hey, we don't need this week, we're gone, or I just I don't want to do it this week, that's fine. Uh, you can arrange it any way you want to. You're going to save about 40% off your grocery bill as well, and you're not going to have waste because they measure everything out uh, to your specifics. Uh, so go to HelloFresh.com right now. Use the promo code Bubba. You'll get $80 off, and you'll also get free shipping. You also can find a link at RickandBubba.com under the Sponsors button to put them to work for you. So um, we, we're, 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 um, we're getting, you know, this, this point, and I know it's 9-11 and we talked about this too, but Bubba, I have to, we're all losing our minds now. Mm-hmm. If we're going to take on the problems of today, specifically talking about the whole law enforcement, um, Black Lives Matter, th- this whole current situation we find ourselves in, We've got 
protests in the streets. We have rioting and looting in the, in the streets. We, we have a bunch of, uh, you know, white folks from privileged families who have become anarchists. They're in there somewhere doing something. But, but we were discussing, trying to have a discussion, because Bubba and I, we kind of pride ourselves here at Team Rick and Bubba as being problem solvers. But it, Rick, we, we try to. It, it, it that is, is our goal. It is impossible for us to solve problems if neither side that have the problem are willing to stop thinking everything that is said somehow victimizes you or that it's a dig at you or it's a cut on you. You know, it, 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 and, and a minute ago when we were saying, let's get down to what the solutions are, as opposed to I think we got what, what the, the narrative is suggesting. Now let's get down to confirming the narrative, then trying to fix the problem once we get down to what it is. In order to <clears throat> fix the problem, you also have to define the problem, which means you have to look at all aspects of it comprehensively. Now, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to call... And then in this case, it would be the people tied to law enforcement, and then the people over here that claim law enforcement is overtly racist. All right, that, let's say those are the two teams. We'll call one of them Team A, one of them Team B, and you can decide what letter you want to be. Okay, I won't even assign you a letter because I know you'll, you'll be victimized by that somehow. So if every single thing that is said gets the reaction from one side or the other that somehow I'm offended because I now think you're against me, we are never going to get there, never going to get there. So we had a conversation a moment ago that you have to have a comprehensive look at the problem. That would include what brings law enforcement to the location. And then Bubba said, let's talk about the training and what we have with law enforcement. Uh, let's, uh, let's, let's see if we can't educate both sides on how what the training of law enforcement is or isn't. Let's, uh, let's look at the unions and see if the unions are, are doing their job or maybe they're protecting people that need to be held accountable. Now, what's happened is the very same people that claim that, uh, that racism is around every corner and that people are racist, that if they're white and you're in law enforcement, you're racist no matter what, you get angry about that, and rightfully so. But then you turn around, some of you, not all, and then you act the same way when we start talking about the side of the fence of law enforcement, how we need to also take a comprehensive look at law enforcement. You can't say we need to take a comprehensive look at behavior and, uh, and, and what brings law enforcement to the locations and then say, but now we can't take a comp- comprehensive look on law enforcement. You, you know, we can take a comprehensive look at both, and you know what we may find? There's, there's no issues anywhere. It's a big misunderstanding, whatever. We're not saying there, you won't find a show that, matter of fact, you know what else we said in the conversation? As clear as we could say it, if you came to the table and said defunding police or abolishing police is one of your solutions, we would then say that solution is off the table as far as we're Dead concerned. Dead on arrival. That, that, that is not a solution. It's a terrible idea. It's not it, biblical. It, and and it's, it's horrible. And it also, that, under that, th- uh, under that um, ridiculous plan, you're assuming that no one in law enforcement does their job, that they're all overtly evil people and we should fear them, especially if you're black. And that's just not true. So, um, so anyway, um, now we're being, uh, Bubba's being accused of being against law enforcement because we talked about we're going to look at training and we're going to look at unions and all that. And that is the most ridiculous thing. I mean, we got people saying you're crying in the parking lot because you think that we took a shot at what you do for a living. Now, you, that's so silly. 
That, that's so unacceptable. Come on, y'all. I mean, let, let's be serious. And you know what I've said a thousand times, a thousand times, and I and and I would I, and I try to give <clears throat> the same thing that I want. There's nothing that if, that offends me more, and it goes yeah a long way to offend me, is that when somebody will look at my body of work, yeah. whether that be yep. may, that may be someone that I love dearly and I've been close to. When the situation arrives and you go, hey, I got, I got, I think that Rick may may be doing fill in the blank. Well, first of all, take a look at my entire body of work, and then you say, huh, he doesn't really have a history of that, so maybe I misunderstood this, or maybe I heard that wrong, because I'm looking at his body of work, and what I always say is, how about always give me the benefit of the doubt, and then we'll work on. You may find that I've gone off the farm, and in this particular situation, I have not adhered to my normal behavior to say that what we said a minute ago is a dig on law enforcement some of y'all 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 are y'all are acting like victims just like the people you don't want to act like victims yeah well when you and i think the exact wording was evaluate yeah. training yeah when you evaluate you look we evaluate everything we do in our lives from time to time yeah. to see if we can improve it and a lot of times you evaluate it and go hey that's a pretty good system i think yeah. we'll go with it and when you evaluate it, you give people who may disagree with you a chance to see what you're doing, and, and you may win them over to your side. So mm-hmm. I don't think evalu- evaluating anything is, is you know, uh, on by itself evil or wrong. That should be a constant in everybody's life. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I evaluate what I'm doing. I evaluate how I'm spending my time and my money and mm-hmm. how I'm doing. I think all of us do that yeah. on some level. Well, I'll, 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 put, I'll do it even keel. Because this is this is the way it ought to be, and Rick Burgess included. Nobody's above reproach. All right, Nobody. Fair. You're not above approach because of the color of your skin, and anybody who tries to hold you accountable is a racist. You're wrong to have that kind of attitude, and it's never going to help you. And if you're in law enforcement, you're not above reproach. Yes, people can question what you do. Yes, people can look and say, but you know what you might do? You might defend it. And then, as to Bubba's point, everybody go. Well, you know what? What I thought about law enforcement, I was completely wrong. Yeah. yeah. You know, just- to me, that evaluation is a really good opportunity to sh- to shed some light on some of this. That's just completely it, false. It can help to solve the problem. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 You you don't ever prove that somebody's got a false narrative against you by saying you can't say anything, and if you question anything, then you've offended me, and you don't appreciate what I do for a living, and I'm gonna go cry in the parking lot. <laughs> how about that? It's that unreal. That, 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 I mean, that's come on now. Well, it, it, and how about this? It, don't fire off an email to a show unless you heard every single yeah. part of a conversation from beginning to end. Yeah. You know, some of y'all are too quick to the home keys. Well, you know, well, Greg, I got to get in there. Greg has pointed about out. Keyboard water. Queens I hate keys. to use this analogy. There's a lot of shoot ready aim. Oh, yeah, yeah. It is. It is. I mean, it's just silly. It is. Let, let's all, we, we're going to have to toughen up a little bit. What's happened to this country? Well, I mean, we, that's the point. We, yeah. It seems like at one time, the the thing to be in this country was a conqueror. You get over it. You work through it. Right. You work around That's it. Right. And now it's almost like the thing to be is a victim. Yeah, when and did be the, offended. When because did if I'm offended, I've got a cause, and now I can go to war. I you can think go you're to, a victim? And I'm, and I'm justified Listen, in my war. Excellence. Yeah. We don't strive for it anymore. We're, some people are offended by it. And, and you can't have excellence without evaluation. It's impossible. Nope. It's completely impossible. Well, I go, go back to what we're doing in men's ministry. I, in, 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 unless you you give someone the right to evaluate you and hold you accountable, some people don't want to be held accountable. Yeah, And right. uh, and I would say that to all people. Uh, if you're afraid of accountability, then maybe you are a problem. 
And I, I say that to any situation. Yeah. And, you know, we've all been there. You know, the, 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 the guy who says, you know, somebody says you need to help this guy, and you sit down with him, you realize pretty quick, he don't want to be helped. <laughs> and when did, to y'all's point, when did it become mod to be a victim? Like, like you look forward to it. Oh, yeah. You, you, you want to be upset. You want to be emotional. You want to you want to give some speech. Oh, yeah. Because, you of, wrong. because you've been victimized. When did that? That used to be something we tried to avoid. It was embarrassing. Rick and we'll Bubba, back. Rick and Bubba. Nine minutes to the top of the hour. Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Don't forget. Coming up this weekend, another brand new one. We, we talk uh, with Brenda Gant. I think you're going to enjoy our conversation with Big Mama, which that's what her grandkids call her. And uh, she is the cooking uh, lady that you, that is taking over Facebook with people watching her cook meals and help this generation learn how to cook. Uh, so anyway, we'll talk with her about this newfound fame uh, coming up this weekend on Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Adam is standing by in Alabama. Adam, welcome to Rick and Bubba. How are you? I'm doing all right. So what's on your mind today, buddy? Um, I was just listening to uh, your program and y'all talking about uh, the defund the police movement. And I uh, heard y'all say uh, that it's definitely not biblical. And I'm just I'm wondering where... Uh, your grounds are for that. It's Romans 13, uh, and First Peter, which we're studying now, talks about Romans 13 says that the government has been instituted by God, and it says that basically, if you want to paraphrase it, it's been instituted by God to keep order. Uh, because, and punish bad and, people. And punish uh, bad behavior uh, because of the fallen state of the world. So that when really, and it even says, and, and somebody got a Bible, I can read it to him, there's a point in there that says, so when you go against these people that are arms of the government, um, you know, talking about in law enforcement, you're going against God's servant because he's the one that placed them there in order to, to keep order. So that's the biblical foundation. You can read Romans 13 for yourself today, and you'll see those words. But the other thing is, is that you, just, just the common sense of it, to defund or abolish law enforcement. Let's, let's take Chop Chaz that happened in Seattle. We removed all law enforcement from that, uh, that utopia, and we had two black men get killed. We had multiple people get raped. And then what happened? We had mob rule. There still was law enforcement of the laws of that little Chop six-block area, but it just it just fell to the victim's... Became a warlord. Uh, who, whoever yeah. rose up and took power, they then start. You know what else they had, Adam? They had borders. They wouldn't let you in there, Rick. They had a wall and a yeah. gate. Yeah. So, uh, so that 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 probably is not the best way to go, just from a common sense standpoint. But then, if you look at the book of uh, of Romans uh, thirteen, let, let me let me, you want me to read it to you, Adam? Oh, sure. All right. So here's what it says, and I hear us in the background. You might want to turn that down. So here's what the okay. Ro- here's what Ro- listen to the phone. Here's what Romans 13 says. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities for there is no authority except from God and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed and those who resist will incur judgment. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct but to bad. Would you have no fear of one who is in authority? 
then do what is good, and you'll receive his approval. For he is, listen to this in verse 4, God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid. For he does not bear the sword, guns, in vain. For he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Therefore, one must be subjection not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of conscience. And then he goes in after that to talk about paying taxes to all that taxes are owed. So there and I think that's, uh, that is the perfect world uh, yeah. scenario. doesn't mean that they're not bad police officers yeah. or that we need to look at tactics or training mm-hmm. as we evaluate that. Yeah. Uh, but there it is, Adam. There you go. Black that, and white, Romans 13. Yeah, it's there. And what it, like Bubba said, that doesn't mean we don't hold law enforcement accountable. No, of course we especially do. Especially in a democracy, which is also a gift. And God. they will incur God's judgment if they've mm. abused the power that he gave them. But uh, the answer to defunding and abolishing that law uh, enforcement, uh, no, that that's that it's foolish. And again, it's not biblical. Okay. Um, I got a couple of things. Uh, say in response and maybe another question. Okay. Um, uh, it kind of it seems like a, a slippery slope to, uh, to say that you wouldn't abolish the, the system that a government has put in authority of the people because God put them there. Um, no, I mean, I, no, we're talking about law enforcement. I mean, obviously, if law enforcement comes to, say, the church, for instance, and they say that because the Bible's clear on this, you cannot have church anymore. You must renounce God. Uh, you must, uh, you know, you must follow what the the government tells you to do, and you must be godless. You must be secular. Uh, well, we have examples in the Bible of people of God who are living under tyrannical governments. Who said, "Well, well, now if you if you have me have me choose God over the government, then I choose God." Right. But if, but if follow I'm, the government up to that point. But if I'm yeah. not put in a position where I'm having to choose God over you, then we're told to be good citizens and and follow the rules. And and again, it's rare. I'm sure there's exceptions. I'm I'm acknowledging that. But Adam, it's rare, and you can go and try to find them where we find these people that are walking down the street. They're not bothering anyone. They're not doing anything that would warrant police. They're on their way to Bible study, you know, to learn how to be a better man or a woman. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, law enforcement runs out of an alley, grabs them, throws them in a car, takes them off, and shoots them. You really don't see that very much. Not here, anyway. Okay. Um, Bueller. <laughs> uh, Thanks, Greg. Adam, <laughs> Adam, you seem like a really cool guy, and I appreciate you asking these questions. Have you ever thought of caffeine? Because <laughs> uh, you are laid back, brother. I'm telling you. Uh, any, uh, we're about to get to the top of the hour. Any other questions? Um, I'm not entirely sure that uh, I've heard. I've heard some people. Be careful Save about that. I've heard. <laughs> Research it for yourself. Yeah. Right. Go yeah. ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go, go ahead. But go ahead. Um, Somebody said that with the the cry of defund the police isn't uh, the same for a lot of people as abolish the police. No, you're right. No, that's right. Thing. No, you're right. Uh, defunding and abolishing are not the same thing. But, but the, the movement now is defunding the police as a punishment. Right. Uh, it, it's not a. 
good budgetary item. I mean, there's probably times that there's part of the police budget may need to be reduced, but it's not because we're out protesting, burning things, screaming defund. Them. Yeah, the problem there's I got, a difference in that too. The problem I've got with defunding, <laughs> and if you can show that there, you know, we got too much money in any area of government, I'm I'm for that. Of course, hard to get a Democrat to do that unless it involves law enforcement. <laughs> but what I'm what I would say is this: so what you got to be careful of. Some of this defunding says less police, more social workers, as if social workers aren't already overwhelmed. Yeah. And, and we're going to send a social worker out because we're going to have fewer law enforcement people. Because if you defund it, now you have fewer officers versus more. And I would just say, in my own personal opinion, uh, we certainly want to vet out all people in law enforcement. To have more law enforcement, a la the Kentucky Derby the other day, you have more law and order. And you see people that are living in some of the most high crime-ridden areas of our country. They're not for defunding and abolishing police. Well, and I'm talking about black, white, yeah. brown. Let's look at an, at an example during this that has really come out well, and that's Detroit. That's not a conservative area. That's not a red state. That's not a red city. But they have not had the problems a lot of other cities have had, and you need to look into why that is. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. You heard sounded so lame. Then came two good old boys breaking through that static noise. And my radio ain't never been the same. It's a very funny thing how they make us laugh and sing. I'm so glad they proved all of those critics wrong. You got Rick and you got Bubba. Man, there just ain't no other. From Alabama to the world, still going strong. Man, I love to sing that Rick and Bubba song. Let's all sing it together. Rick and Bubba. Everybody say Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Brand new hour. Thanks for being with us. Don't forget Rick and Bubba University, the podcast again this weekend. A brand new edition. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, Team Rick and Bubba all here. We've got many stories to cover this hour. We shift and move uh, in different directions. Welcome back. There's Bill Bubba Bussy. Bubs. Rick, glad to be here. Thank all of you for being part of this little party we call the Rick and Bubba Show. Rick and Bubba veteran uh, John Cooper standing by said he had a dream that involved the show. Coop, welcome to Rick and Bubba. How are y'all guys doing this morning? Man, fired up, Coop. I don't know any other way. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> I've had two cups of coffee, so I'll try to talk a little bit faster than Adam. I'm, yeah. That won't be hard. <laughs> um, God love Adam, but he could, he'll never be a drummer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, about two weeks ago, I had a dream uh, that involved you and Bubba and uh, two fellow tuber, uh, Tracy's son, Gunner. Um, y'all had been at a speaking engagement and after the, after the, y'all spoke, I went up to you and said, Hey, y'all going to get something to eat somewhere? I said, yeah. Do you know anywhere? I said, yeah. So, um, meet me here. You know, I, I don't even know the name of the place now, but anyway, y'all showed up and for some reason y'all ran, went around to what used to be a side door of the restaurant and in that door was a doggy door. Well, me and, and Gunner and, and another person went in the front door, and I looked in there, and your 
Rick, you're trying to come in through the doggy door backwards. <laughs> All I see is your feet uh-uh. coming through the doggy door. Wow. I have no idea what that well, the view, John, the view's only going to get worse. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to tell you. Yeah. I don't know what the meaning of that dream was. Let me ask this, John. Were you wearing, were you wearing those socks in that dream? <laughs> uh, you know what? I believe I was. But it was also the weekend that I had my – that was my birthday weekend. Oh. So I don't know if that, That's, you know, I don't know if that, that meant anything – that's the end of the dream. That's, that's all you remember about the dream. Yeah, yeah. I was laughing my head off at you trying to get in the door. Well, I did walk it back out the front door and say, "Rick, what are you doing? What are you trying to do?" And you said, "I'm trying to get in through the door." Wow! And then that, I woke up. I, a, I don't I have absolutely no idea what that means. We may have to run that by Pastor Dana Coverstone. Great. Good more terrifying than the Statue of Liberty. You can't get these calves to a do- do- doggy no, door. No, not even close. <laughs> I started to say that, that, that. You're lucky to get through a garage door. Look, X-Man's here. Um, <laughs> Coop, I, I don't know. I think you listen to the show too much. I'm <laughs> <laughs> worried. I'm worried. I'm concerned. Yeah. Well, it, it could be some of those lingering effects of COVID-19. Yeah. Right? Yeah. His little brain fog. Hello, hello. All right, husbands, everybody, especially uh, rookie husbands, everybody pay attention. I had one of those husband situations last night, and oh, God no. love it. And, and, and I look, I, and I give my, I give my beautiful, wonderful wife credit. <sighs> it's almost like she'd been saving this. You're, they ever get you on something? You're like, well, oh, you've had this put away. Yeah, you, you've been, oh, yeah. you've been waiting on the perfect time <laughs> for this. So I had to had to do a little work, you know, Bubba. You and I both were getting excited. I mean, before you, before you know it, I mean, we're going to be pursuing the elusive American white-tailed deer, mm-hmm. and um, so we've been doing some some stuff, getting ready. And I had another work day yesterday with Gary, which that's a whole another story. <laughs> and um, you know, we're we're finishing up these gates that we've been putting up, and they're and it's been years. These gates should have been up, but we we handled that. You know, once you've had the last four wheeler ride on the land that that's not part of your family, like we got to get this gate up. And so, and, and it's not that people can't get around these gates, but at least now you can't say you didn't know, you know, because right. the gates are prominent and, and it's going to be, much, we're just making it more difficult for you to come on land that doesn't belong to you. Uh, but, um, but keep anyway, the honest people out. Yeah. Keep the honest people out. So, so we, um, and make uh, and have a much better case against the others. But, uh, so, so that, that, that was wrapping up. So I had been there, you know, just about all day after the show. And I was coming back, and 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 Sherry um, has some women she does a Bible study with on Thursday nights at the house. So you know, you come in, you're you're filthy, hey ladies, and you move on. Mm-hmm. I went in, took a shower, got my act together, then went uh, to where I to watch football. Okay, young young Broderick gets home from work. He comes up. We're watching a little football, but now it's starting to approach bedtime. Okay, I mean it's it's getting you know big pop again. You get a little bit sleepy, you know what I mean? And uh, and I'm and I'm I'm tired. Okay, I'm tired. And um, so I, I think well it's over. Sherry comes and says, okay, just letting you know we're done with the Bible study. I'm going to take a bath, get ready for bed. And I said, hey, I'm about to I'm about to turn it on. I'm watch a few more plays and I'm out. So I go in there and I, I walk in and you know how we are. I'd already gone in there and took a shower and changed and came out. But you know I'm a, I'm a I'm a man. I'm not a woman. Okay. Men and women are equal, but they're not the same. Mm-hmm. I'm a man. So I, I admit that I kind of noticed in passing when I was going to bed, but the bed now is turned down. It's ready for you to get into bed and go to bed. And I noticed. I looked up and thought, ah, that, that kind of looks a little different, but not nothing that jumped out at me. So I 
the most beautiful woman in the world comes in there and I, 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 I feel her sliding on in, getting into bed next, next to me. And she might want to read a little bit or something. And all of a sudden, Hey, I want, what, what did you think about the new bedspread? I'm thinking to myself, there's going to be discussion about things that we have no interest in, things we have no interest in. So what did you think? You didn't notice. Heavy eyes, heavy eyes. Heavy heavy eyes, eyes. so, so sleepy, so, so tired. Um, You know what, baby? I don't think I I noticed it. Uh Uh-oh. Well, did you think it matched the pillows? Um, Baby, I, 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 I I didn't see it. You walked in this bedroom and 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 to, didn't you walk in it's here tired, when you right? got home from from the farm? I, I did. You didn't notice that our, our bed had a new bedspread, uh, baby. I'm sorry, I, I didn't. I, I did not notice that. What well, do you see it now? I do. I do. Slightly. See, I do see it in the I, dark. I, well, there's one <laughs> lamp on, so I look down above and I'm like, I, I do. I like. And then I think, I think foolishly, yeah, baby, I like this. Then I go to try to do the shoulder move away. You know, you, you know, when you do the shoulder move away, mm-hmm. and you're you're officially doing the signal. I'm going to bo- sleep. the the body language. You know, and all, talking. And all spouses do this. Sometimes they do it. Sometimes, unfortunately, <laughs> sometimes you know the the signal. I'm now not open to anything else. I'm going to sleep now. <laughs> you, you know that. Yeah, we all know it, right? I mean, yes. we've all been married a long time. <laughs> Um, well, hey, I want you to look at this, oh, and I'm like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. and I and I turn back around, well, ignored it. and I look, and she's holding her phone, and she has her fingers in that position where they're going to make a oh, they're going to no. make a photo get bigger. Mm. No. Well, here I took a picture of it when I made the bed up. Oh my gosh, uh, so, <laughs> yeah, baby, that looks good. Do you do you think? I, I'm not sure that matches. I don't know. I mean, mm. I, maybe I should have got another color. What? What? Do you, let me show you what. Because I took a picture of this when I was getting us a new oh, spread, Rick, and I'm like, oh my gosh, now I'm at the store. I'm at the store. Oh my gosh, I'm at the store. <laughs> what do you think about these pillows? Because I mean, these pillows we have, they're old. You know, the spread. The spread was getting ratty. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Two things well, here: you're tired and you don't care at all. So I think I make the I don't mistake. Care what are listen, now. I make the mistake of trying that, Greg. Hey baby, just straight up. Uh-oh. Uh oh. I don't really. Yeah. I don't really care. You can put it whatever color you want in here. It's, it's, it's a gamble, and guess what? I, I lost. Oh, oh no! This is what you know how they they file things away. Never mind. All the times I have to sit and look at pictures of deer. Uh oh. Yeah, I sit down and I give you my attention. It's clearly and, not the same and, thing. And, and I, I look at these deer. I don't know how many pictures of deer that they they start to run together. Okay, I see the deer. I see the fawn. Uh, uh, no, Rick, I didn't know that's a two year old buck. I didn't, but I give you my attention, and I say that's good, baby. Wow, that really does. And I sit here and I pretend that I'm interested because I love you, and I and I know you like to talk about it and get some feedback from me just because it's fun. <laughs> I would like for you to give me some feedback on this, even though you've made it very clear uh, that you don't care. Oh no! Now so, you're awake. So then, <laughs> then when we come back, would have been bad if you'd heard. Listen, <laughs> when we come back, listen. <laughs> oh boy, I was close to. When we come back, when we come back, I did something that I think husbands, if you're listening, I think you're gonna like this. Everybody, okay. write this down. <laughs> okay. I got. Uh, I got a veteran move. It well. It really it wasn't we'll see. It, it wasn't veteran. Oh. It was I said, I, you know what? I'm going a completely different way. Oh. And uh and it was interesting what happened. <laughs> it was interesting. 
She's been waiting on that deer picture comment, hasn't she? <laughs> oh, yeah, she was saving that. Twenty-two minutes past the hour. Husbands everywhere, get a pen and a piece of paper. Adler, pay attention, especially you newbies. So here's a scenario I found myself in uh, last night, real sleepy. Uh, my wife wants to talk about uh, whether to get um, whether, what new bedspread to get for our threadbare, ratty bedspread uh, that we've had for nearly 20 years uh, in the master bedroom. And there was talks of pillows, all kinds of various conversations. I tried not to be interested and say I don't care. I've just been hit with the things that she does for me that she doesn't care about, <laughs> including looking at pictures of deer. Uh, so at this time I realize, you know, because listen, young young guys, a lot of you are thinking, well, Rick, just just stay hard line, tell her you're not interested, and roll over and go to sleep. And that would be the worst possible thing you could do. Yeah. Because now you're you're setting yourself up for well, you're gonna set yourself up for silent treatment today. Okay, and then you're gonna now you've got to spend now I'm gonna bump up on a weekend working your way back in good standing. Didn't want to do that. And then I said, you know, which Bubba, what what's one thing you and I have learned over the years? And this is a an old Rick and Bubba strategy. Sometimes the best thing to do is to give someone exactly what they want. Yep. All of a sudden, this surge of energy came over me. Okay. And I, you would have thought that I had a show. <laughs> you would have thought I had a deck. What's, what's that place where everybody watches shows? Yeah. About uh, HGTV. HGTV you would have thought I was the latest star on HGTV. <laughs> All of a sudden, I became extremely opinionated. I tell you one thing, I don't like this spread. You, you did? Yeah. She goes, really? I said, no, nah, it didn't match. Oh. I said, I said, I, said, I wasn't going to say anything. Don't match the but, but I, I said, really? I, I said, look over here at these curtains. You, I, mean, it, I mean, and then I said this: Well, do you want everything here to match, or is this some kind of new thing of not matching? <laughs> and she goes, "This doesn't match." I said, "How do you say this matches?" I said, "It doesn't match." And I said, "In these pillows, oh, we got to get rid of these pillows." And she said, "Are you serious? I I can go get new pillows." I said, "I don't know how why we stayed with these this long." Mm. I said, "Look at them; they're, they're unaccepted. They're old. Got stains on them." Like that, and she's like, you know, I know, I was wanting to get some new pills. I said, I, I honestly, are we turning lights on right now? Yeah, or what yeah. Are we doing? Oh, I, now my, now my, oh, we're up. Now <laughs> my, now my lamp's on. Okay, <laughs> now my lamp's on. And I said, honestly, I didn't want to say anything. I wanted to change this entire setup. And uh, she goes, well, what do you think about this one? And I said, Mm-mm, I don't like a duvet. I don't, I don't like, I don't like pillows stuffed in there like so that. I don't just, like. You were I, all in. I said, I don't like when a duvet is too puffy to me. I don't like a puffy. She goes, you don't like the, the little button thing then? Where you, I said, oh, I hate those. I said, and I, I got to be honest with you, I don't like that design. Mm. I know. I was thinking the same thing. And before I know oh, it, oh, before I know it, we're girlfriends. <laughs> I mean, before, 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 before about how about this? I'm all in now. I, I'm like, I'm like, I'm, hey, I said, I'll tell you one thing. Let's not even go to bed. Are there other things in the house we need to talk about? Oh. I said, you still happy with the kitchen? Because I know that, my goodness, it probably needs to be to change. We, we didn't change it until about two years ago. <laughs> we, we've been in this thing for two full years. <laughs> and, uh, and, that's what we're going to so, do. So I, I didn't go that far, but okay. I, I really did get involved in the bedroom and started making strong opinions. What do you think about uh, this? Is the other one I looked at? No, nah, I don't like that. You know what would you prefer? Y'all, I couldn't believe I said it. I said this, and I'm just making it up. I, 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 I said, you know, you're gonna be watching the Hallmark look, Channel. I said the spread right here, and now I've got it in my hands. Mm-hmm. I love the fabric. Mm-hmm. I love this. What's fabric. the thread count on that? <laughs> and, 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 and I said, yeah, give me the thread. Listen, count. And, and I said. 
but I think it needs to be another color, baby, in all fairness. Now, I like this color. Do I like this color? I love this color. Matter of fact, it's a great color. It's one of my favorite colors. I said, but I think you and I both know. I, I threw that. That's the line. Uh-huh. I think you and I both know it doesn't match. Mm. Could you get this same fabric, but in more of a brown? Now, is your hair all over the place? Rick, you know oh, what yeah. I, like, oh, yeah. I always and like to say? And my eyes are just blood red. Rick, this is <laughs> what I always like to say. You, know, you fill with, with pollen, <laughs> uh, uh, Chriso. You know. well, this eye's nearly shut from Chriso in it. You know how we have oh, yeah. You know oh, how yeah. we have the blue. Sh- <laughs> you know the old Struggling. saying about the blue Chevy truck? <laughs> yeah, that's blue Chevy truck. Yeah. I will always say, I think it would look good in Pete. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you go to? Is that your go to? Uh, yeah, I, I believe that would do it. <laughs> you know, if it had kind of a peachy, almost orange. Look, look, it, this is the line I think you love the most. She said, you're talking about more of an earth tone. I said, you took the words right out of my Big mouth. Earth there it is. What I was thinking. Earth took tone. the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> there they went. I said, I was just about to say earth, earth tone. <laughs> Currently, we're, our decorating uh, scheme at the house is uh, surgery room, surgical white. I know. That's, and, what, that's, that's become uh, the new so thing. So everything has to be but, that way. But I said, I like the earth. I like, I'd like the same fabric, different color. Mm. Something neutral. And I said, and we need new pillows. I said, we, these, these pillows are done. What about them shams? Mm. Uh, you know what I say yeah. about shams? They're a scam. Yeah, they are. They're a sham. Yeah. I, shams are a scam. The only sham and, I want is a sham wow. And, 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 and I had a line I was going to use, but I thought it would out me. Okay. I almost said, so I could say it to y'all today, now I've moved into bit. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I need to watch it because if I go too far, yeah. she's going to say, you smart aleck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I came this close to saying, as a matter of fact, I don't think we have enough pillows on the bed. <laughs> you were a little pillow. Well, I'd, like to, I'd like to see us add number twenty eight and twenty nine. <laughs> I see we got a solid twenty six. I think I, I'm thinking. Well, let's get to thirty. Let's get thirty pillows. Yeah, on well, so we can As a matter of fact, yeah. what I want is for when we get ready to go to actually going in the bed. I don't even want to be able to. If I go to the bathroom, I hit a pillow. Yeah. I mean, I want them. I want them all around the perimeter of this like room, like sandbags, <laughs> <laughs> like sandbags, and a hurricane's coming in, in New Orleans. <laughs> and I said, so, so, look, 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 but now look, so you're going to love this. So now, now, this would cost me a little bit. Oh, well, then if you don't like this bed spread, we need to get it off. Right? We don't need to actually sleep in it because I got to take it back. I said, let's get it off the bed. Get it off. Yeah. It's out. Of course, that means now I'm cooler. And uh, <laughs> so I, it was brilliant. And so we take that off like that. And I said, and look, now I'm rolling. I said, same fabric. Let's go with an earth tone, something to brown. Let's get some new pillows. Good night, baby. I love you. Uh, glad we got that solved. <laughs> and I, I and glad I, to work I, through it with you. I nestled into that my pillow, and I thought to myself, "That was pure genius." Yeah, can't and, wait and, to see the new. And stuff. you know what else I thought about? <laughs> Close call there, big man. Yes. Wow. You almost got. You mm-hmm. almost. Once she brought those deer pictures out, baby, you had nowhere to go. I think mm-hmm. that, you, you you took it back, and mm-hmm. she's forgotten that yeah. part. Hey, yeah. she can't, she held that weapon, mm-hmm. and she knew she had she had. But I thought my counter. Was was it's not as good, but it was it was pretty good. Yeah. How about this? We went to bed talking about how much we loved each other. No. Not not old, not that old terrible. Do you hate that when you're over there trying to go to sleep? You feel feel the the first sigh <sighs> when they're mad at you. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and you're just saying, oh boy, mm. might as well roll back over. Oh, we, I, I know what's about to happen. We about, <laughs> yeah, we about yeah. to talk. Get it over. We about to talk. Rick, your wheels hit the shoulder of the road, and, I and you to, felt it getting pulled, but you got it back. I almost lost it. I have to be careful when we talk that I don't start snoring. <laughs> <laughs> Once I get to that point, and I know what you say because I've used it. Maybe your voice is just so soothing. <laughs> like you Are you snoring? Uh. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs>
No. Yeah. Uh, sinus allergy. <clears throat> yeah. No, we'll no. be back. Uh, Ole Miss attempts a tribute to the medical field. Uh, Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. This is the Rick and Bubba Show. The views and opinions expressed by the show are not necessarily those of the staff and management of this radio station, but they should be. 35 minutes past the hour, the Rick and Bubba Show, 866-WE-BE-BIG is the number. Today, I'm going to go home and I'm going to make a fuss about the flower beds. (laughs) <laughs> and ready for a good weekend <laughs> talk my, about what you want to plant next spring what did blake shelton say doing what she likes yeah uh mypillow.com most comfortable pillows i nestled into that baby eventually uh last night and went out like a light uh if you've never tried my pillow you really are missing out but you know they don't just have the pillows which are fantastic they've got them in the premium and the go anywhere uh they've got another version you can pack it's a little smaller easier to get in a suitcase they have body pillows too that are good for snuggling uh their outstanding towels and washcloths will be the best you've ever owned their beach towels are are fantastic you want to throw that in with your rick and bubba beach towel giza dream sheets uh they they're fantastic duvet covers uh mattress toppers you name it, they got it. And using the promo code Bubba, you'll save at least 30%. In some cases, a lot more. And you even see some buy one, get one freeze in there when you go to the uh, the radio specials there. But also look at something new at MyPillow.com called My Store. My Store. These are American products from smaller companies and entrepreneurs that Mike Lindell and his team said, you know what, you need to know about these people. This is a small business entrepreneur that's making something happen, and they've developed some products we think you'll love. Uh, so it, once again, helping out other American companies, especially the small businesses. Uh, if you uh, are looking for the other items there, don't forget the 60-day money-back guarantee and a great warranty on all of it. RickandBubba.com has got a link under the sponsors as well. Bubba, we, we find Ole Miss um, in, in, in a little bit of a bind here. They're having to walk back a um, – a promotional. Well, Rick, it was a great idea. They wanted to honor health care workers, uh, those who have bravely fought on the front line mm-hmm. of the COVID-19 deservedly, pandemic. Deservedly so. Kept the country moving, uh, kept it going forward, and they wanted to honor them by putting some doctors and nurses on cups uh, that they were going to have there. Yeah, yeah, like you normally, sometimes yeah. you'll go there and there'll be a collectible cup. It'll have a, a player on the team. It'll have a coach. Usually they'll, you know, right. they'll put the head mm-hmm. coach on the cup. And well, apparently, when whoever was designing this uh, was searching for images mm. of a doctor in a lab coat mm. uh, to put uh. on one of the cups, uh, they pulled up a design and went forward with it, uh, even getting it printed on the cups. Um, wow. But it appears that it actually was a scene from an adult film uh, oh, that had an adult film actor on it oh, dressed up as a doctor. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and according to this... Uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. According to this... <laughs> according to this story, his his name is Johnny Sins. S-I-N-S? Yes. Okay. Oh, wow. mm. Who in the world? I mean, we, we, we've got... You, you, Only in the Lane Kiffin era. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, poor old Lane. He probably didn't even know about this. No. Not alive. Or maybe he suggested them. Well, that could happen. <laughs> I'll tell you, you need to put on there. Uh, the, uh, Dr. Johnny Sands. <laughs> Greg. I'm going to hold my Ole Miss jokes. They're too easy right now. Yeah, I know. I know you are. Yeah. Greg, Bubba, take us back to the scene of the boxes arriving. 
Well, can you imagine? Uh, and they've Whoa. probably been brought in with a forklift. And right. you're the person that made this and, call. Don't you know, the, it's it's you know, it went through all the procedure of you know having to bid out to get it done, and they were very excited. And they're they've already scheduled the event they're going to have for honoring healthcare workers. Probably have a you know a speech or some language for the announcers to read at various events. And somebody pops open the box and is looking at the cups and goes. Uh, you know this this particular doctor here looks familiar. So, somewhere, it seems like so, I've seen him somewhere before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Which that's alarming. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. If you're here. that guy that brought it to the table, then you've got explaining yeah. to do. Yeah. yeah, you need to act like you have no idea. Who it is. <laughs> I have to go back I to that because I'm looking at the cup. Is so this... it looks like there's like a hundred. Oh, there's a lot of them. Yeah. Well, so now I'm starting to think it's a prank that somebody tried to get it in there. <laughs> and nobody and, and see if anybody noticed. Is that him there? That's true. Yeah. Too. It could be that. Yep. That's Johnny Who sins. Yep. He's about to check you for COVID. I'm with Speedy. Somebody, somebody has thought, well, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll slip Johnny Sins in there. Because yeah. there's so notice. many of them. And we'll just sit back and laugh about it. Now yeah. now you really need to check all of them, I guess, don't I you? Mm-hmm. If I could see Speedy on a cup somewhere. Uh, well, I'm going back to this. I, in the mix. I, I thought that was Speedy for a minute. <laughs> when, I, when I first hey saw guys. No, y- y- y'all do look Is this me. a bald joke again? No, well, it's, well it, you, he you has are this white, and you, you're bald, right. and you've got you know some goatee going there. Right. I think uh, it kind of looks like Greg. You put you put those uh, you put those new glasses you got on him. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. it's just lab, true. My get, truck get, glasses. Throw Speedy <laughs> in a lab coat. But I'm going well, there back. It is. I'm going back to this. I thought this was going to be a cup with him as the yeah, image. Yeah, I did too. I did too. So how does anybody see in this montage? Hey, that guy right there. What does it say about Somebody's them? watching a lot of porn if they picked it out of that. <laughs> I know. Who could yeah, spot it? I mean, I, I don't know if I'd recognize Clint Eastwood on you know, as vague as that was. <laughs> well, you go back to this too. This is one of those situations you get That's in. Johnny Sands. <laughs> you, you look at the montage. i tell you that is. <laughs> Who put Johnny Sands on that cup? How does anybody know that? Uh-huh. That doesn't say. Or who admits they know it? For all we know, Coach Kiffin said, "Look, you don't need to have that on there. Yeah. You don't need to have that on there." He may have been the one that pointed it out. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, y'all do realize that's Johnny Sands. Right? Hey, look, Coach, 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 look at this uh, cup we're about to do. Uh, who put Johnny Sands on here? Oh God! There we go. Wow. Oh, yeah. right. That does like speed. <laughs> Somebody was going, so sure. Is that Johnny? <laughs> oh, God. All right, so, Bubba, what else? I know you've got the, uh, the, the update from uh, oh, yawning. from the Chinese doctor. No, I was just laughing. But we, also, but we also have – didn't you tell me what was the other one? We have a big – Okay, we have, uh, we oh. have somewhat uh, breaking news here, Rick. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the well-respected Chinese virologist, Dr. Li Ming Yang. No, you uh, said it wrong. It, how do I say? I'm kidding. Um, and Rick, this is uh, she, she's a female doctor in China who has been credited with uh, blowing the cover off of the COVID nineteen cover up. Y'all, y'all, impossible in here to do a story on. It has a chilling effect on the news. <laughs> so now. Y'all, <laughs> in the future, in the future, when we transition to stories, maybe we should just we should take a break, or there should be a sounder or something that takes us across the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> what was what was funny and sad 
was the the physical reaction <laughs> in, the, in the room. Y'all are killing me. He's in the parking deck. <laughs> I don't know if you saw me. I'm Everybody now. <laughs> What's wrong? <laughs> it's a chilling effect. It does. Chilling. Uh, on the it's news. very chilling on the news. Can't do anything. Can't do a story. Look who's back. But anyway, she's the one that kept saying. She is the one that said that Beijing is covering all this up. Well, she is saying she she escaped uh, China, as a matter of fact, and is in a uh, secret location. And she is saying now she is going to publish evidence. Are you all right? I just can't. I got joked. Goodness gracious. Uh, is this her? Is this her? No, no, no. You're awful. You're terrible. You're just terrible. Terrible, terrible people. No, all right. You, look, it's on me. We should have done these two stories. Yeah, we should have. Oh, Adler. Thank yeah. you. Just Bubba's Hey, delivery. it could have been worse. I was going to transition to the Bigfoot hunter. Oh, wow. Hey, now. <laughs> that was such a good one. I'm exhausted. Just hurt. I'm so really tired. Awesome. So tired at the end of the week. <laughs> The uh, uh, well. all right, I'm, I'm going to break. I'm just going to break. I look speedy gone. We'll just, we'll just go to break. Rick, she is saying this doctor, yeah, not to be just confused with any doctor on a cup, right? That the COVID 19 virus is man made. She's gonna, she's gonna, she says it has a human fingerprint on it. <laughs> Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio! Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ten minutes to the top of the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. We're back. Don't forget Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, tomorrow. Uh, It'll be available usually sometime around Saturday morning. Never much later than lunch. It comes out usually in the morning. Um, so I don't even know that we got the information out we were trying to get out to you, but the bottom line is the Chinese scientist slash doctor that was telling us that the COVID-19 was much worse than China was letting on. She's been protected and escaped. She's now saying she'll come out and prove that the virus is man-made. Isn't that it in the bottom line? That is the bottom line, Rick. Well, well. <clears throat> and that's on me for that transition. I thought medical, medical, you know, but looking yeah. back, it was not the best transition. Um, what was the other story? The Bigfoot Hunter? I don't know. Okay. You okay over there? He's out right there. He's down in the ball. I don't know. So does anybody – did we ever discuss Gwendolyn Jones, Bigfoot Hunter? On no, our show, so many Bigfoot so. hunters. Well, there there are, but it's in our area where we kind of live, and mm-hmm. I wondered if you if, talking Gwen? Yeah, maybe we'd ever talked about the, this particular <laughs> Bigfoot hunter. She's in trouble, by the way. So, Bigfoot hunter arrested for attempted murder. You don't see that every day. So she goes by the label Bigfoot Hunter? Yeah, an Alexander City woman has been arrested for attempted murder in Shelby County. uh, Says that she uh, fired a weapon at a sleeping man in Shelby County in in a home. Uh, She used the Ruger .380, um, and and she shot it 
at a victim who was sleeping. Uh, once the victim awoke, which is not the way you want to wake up, he, he saw Jones standing across the room allegedly holding the pistol. Then she shot a couple of additional rounds while standing in the hallway. Um, the, uh, the outlook, which I'm not sure about that uh, journalistic uh, piece of work, reported last month about Jones' affiliation with Bigfoot research. Are you ready for this? The title, Greg? Southeast Regional Coordinator of, uh, of Bigfoot oh, Research. She owes the office. Yeah, and it says in a video of Jones recorded by The Outlook, I guess that's a Bigfoot bunch, she was helping conduct a search for Sasquatch in a portion of the Talladega National Forest. Oh, buddy, we know all she I, said I then, think The Outlook is the Alexander City paper. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if that was yeah. a Bigfoot. Um, right. Publication. Publication or. or couldn't find that word publication. Thank you for it. Well, there it is. Okay. The, um, <laughs> I'm being. I'm trying to be careful. You're talking any about the word, outlook. Any <laughs> any word I reach for now, mm-hmm. I go over to my little bucket of words, and I'm trying to be sure I pick a right one. Yep. Uh, but um, so she has been charged with a class A felony, attempted murder. She's got an eighty-one thousand dollar bond. So, and there's a picture of her here, and she doesn't. She looks like she may regret what she's done here. But the thing that has made the story kind of interesting is that she told the Outlook, which is the Alex City paper, according to Bubba, that she discovered an adult male and female Sasquatch in the area along with children, juveniles, and she left food for them weekly. Oh, wow. Now <clears throat> You're talking about some juvies. Yeah, I'm not trying to tell the guy what to do who took fire from Gwendolyn, it doesn't tell us in the story how, how it's a he, little vague how, how, he, how he's yeah. doing. Yeah, because it says in the interview with her, she claims to have military uh, a military background and law enforcement background for fifteen years. She's frowning in that picture, but it, it doesn't sound like that. Her was she successful? It's, it says attempted murder. So is he alive? Did she hit Did him? She hit him. She did with shoot any of him. it. Uh, I I don't know. Was he hairy yeah, like I Bigfoot? Think, I think he made it. Raw horse. Right, but I mean, did did any of the shots hit him? Uh, uh, it, it, there's nothing in here about what kind of injuries. What's, what's her name again? Her name is Gwendolyn Jones. You know, Gwendolyn. she goes by Michelle. That's her middle name. It says okay. here, Gwendolyn Michelle Jones. Okay. Um, look at that look on her face. She ain't happy. Uh. Uh-uh. Very upset. Right, looks like she's seen Bigfoot. She does, or she's sitting next to you well, after, after you had breakfast. Yeah, the the question, I guess, because she's she's saying in here that she left food for them weekly. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, uh, I guess she's she's wondering now how the who's going to feed them. That's right, mm-hmm. guys. I would assume they have some ability to gather food on their own. Would y'all? Yeah, people that? in the audience. I would food? think if they survived all this time, they could feed themselves. Not yeah. just me. Yeah. Big uh, big moment for men out there today on the show. A lot of a lot of good advice today. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the status of Gwendolyn Michelle Jones sitting there at 39 years of age. I don't know what's going on between her and this man. Um, doesn't she say they're married. About it, doesn't say they're married. Uh, but I will say this. If during the conversation, like maybe you've been dating a while and all of a sudden you say, so tell me about yourself. And the person says, well, you know, I do Bigfoot research. Okay, that that's not a red flag, but it's yellow. Okay, Rick, I'm going to call it at least orange. Yeah, and then you hear and you go, so then what's the next thought? How into this are you? I don't mind discussing Bigfoot. We discuss it here on the show all the time. So you you said Bigfoot research. 
Well, as a matter of fact, I am the Southeast Regional Coordinator. Now the flag getting, like you said, Bubba, now we're orange. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so tell me what you do. Well, I've actually gone into the Talladega National Forest where I've discovered a male and female Sasquatch. Now the flag is red mm-hmm. with it juveniles mm-hmm. getting redder, uh-huh. and I leave food for them weekly. Get out of there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Move. So, so at this point, you're, you're going to end what whatever day this happened, you start the process of leaving the relationship at that time because you think to yourself, ah, Rick, you uh, don't need a whiteboard in a, in a no, craft on the hot, no, crazy matrix no. to figure this one out. Now, look, you may say to yourself, but <clears throat> Rick, pretty but Rick, she is more fine than she is crazy. That's, that's in the eye of the beholder. Hmm. Yeah, but in this particular case, that that red flag was one that should have been paid attention yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Do we agree? One, yeah, yeah. That's a big one. Before you know it, she's firing down on you in your sleep, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you're and, like, "Gwen, you're like, <laughs> stop it, and, uh, damn it, Gwen." This is uh, so. I, I don't know. Uh, I do think we should take a look uh, at the part of the story that's not near as serious. But we do have this person saying out loud, I've identified a family of Sasquatch in Talladega National Forest. And she right. holds a, a pretty office in the ring of the, of the Bigfoot Association. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're I'm Southeast, Southeast Coordinator, that's a, yeah. that's a lot of woods, and that's a lot of sightings. Southeast know. Regional Coordinator, even that region's Oh, wow. Cool. That's, that's huge. It's that's huge. She's got a lot of weirdos millions under Millions and millions yeah. of acres, yeah. Right. So, uh, and I'm with you, Greg. I don't know where we got the idea that if I'm, if I'm a creature – that if, if Bigfoot exists, they have existed through all sorts of trial and oh, tribulation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know that they need you to give them food. I don't think they need Gwen to feed them. I, I don't. I think they've made it this far. They, they, they have to be able to forage. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's uh, this time of year, there's a lot of foraging stuff out there. A lot of it. Let me ask you this. You don't need to supplemental feed Bigfoot. Once, a, once again, too, when I'm bringing food, I guess I've figured out what a, what a creature that's never been confirmed to exist Actually eats. Right. Mm. Which is a good question. Maybe she carried like grilled cheese or what? What do you do? So I'm headed out today and I'm taking food for a family because there is a male, a female, and some juveniles. Mm-hmm. A family of Sasquatch. What am I taking? And when I tell you what I'm taking, that's based on what research? Since, so, since we never even confirmed they exist, you know, this is what we talk about a lot with these big foot researchers when they'll mm-hmm. see a tree knocked over and they'll say, well, that's one of their things right there. Mm-hmm. It's a signpost. Yeah, not, not, yeah, it must have been a female. Yeah, yeah we, we've never really identified juvenile. Any of them. And uh, here's what they eat. Mm, they eat deer. Mm. How do here's you, their dog. How do we know that? Because we find deer out here. A lot of things eat deer. Lots. Lots of things lot of out stuff. here. Yeah. So I, uh, including humans. I don't know, but she's uh, if, and if she doesn't post bond, she's going to sit there in the old stony lonesome until her trial. Yeah, nobody feed the big feet. What if Bigfoot came to get her out? Because he was hungry. Yeah. But now we got a story. <laughs> now we got a story. Yeah, we do. We <laughs> got one. Hey, Gwen out. Hey, somebody's posted your bond. Right, Who? Bigfoot. Bigfoot. <laughs> oh no, he back. wouldn't post bond. He just don't tear the bars away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He walked. She'd walk out. Get her. Smell him for you. I'm here. But I hope guys. Oh, I hope guys were listening. You know, and and and, and the woman may be very attractive, but. <laughs> It's, it's hard to get past these Bigfoot elements that were presented to you. Or the fact you're firing down on me in the bed while I'm asleep. And then in the hall, in the hall too, it appeared. It, yeah, I hope that gets you. If the Bigfoot didn't get me, that did. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm much more fearful of a Ruger than I am Bigfoot. Yes. Because you know why? Rugers have been proven to be real. Rugers are real, Rick.
If you're leaving us, have a wonderful weekend, and thank you for spending time with Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.